Impact Fashion is Be Impactful, a show about the women making a difference in their own corners of the world. I'm Rifki Itzkowitz, and on today's show, I go solo to talk about confidence. I share my frustrations with the irony of the things we think we can't wear and how that led to the slip dress, and I go in-depth on how I created a custom print for the Gemstone Blossom Dress. lovelies. So confidence. What is confidence? Now, I'll be perfectly honest. I did a little bit of prep for this, but not a whole ton. And because as I started prepping, I was thinking like, I feel like this is just going to formulate in my brain as it happens. So I apologize for any word vomit that's about to happen. So the first thing that I did, of course, when you want to know what something is, is you Google it. So if you Google confidence, three definitions come up. First one is a noun, the feeling or belief that one can rely on something or someone firm trust. We had every confidence in the staff, which to me sounds like something out of Downton Abbey, but yeah, I guess it works. The second definition is the state of feeling certain about the truth of something. It is not possible to say with confidence how much of the increase in sea levels is due to melting glaciers. Okay, don't really get that one to be perfectly honest. And the third one, which is the one that I was like, hmm, yeah, that's the one that, I don't know, that's the one that I felt, that's the the definition I approve of, is a feeling of self-assurance arising from one's appreciation of one's own abilities or qualities. She's brimming with confidence. Part of the reason why I've been thinking about confidence so much lately, and by lately I basically mean since... I want to say probably, I want to say it's probably been like a month, maybe six weeks since I launched the slip dress um, in pre-order. I've been getting a lot of, I don't know, people telling me that I'm very confident, which I'll admit, I am pretty confident. I know that I am pretty confident. It's kind of one of those things, you know, how like some people just like have blonde hair. I kind of, to a certain extent, have confidence. Um, I think that a big part of it is just the way that I'm wired. I don't really care what other people think. And that's not to say that I don't care what other people, no, that's the wrong way to say it. It's not that I don't care what other people think. It's that I don't automatically assume that other people's opinions of me are correct. I take in that information and I assess it. And sometimes they're right and sometimes they're wrong. And then I act on that information accordingly. But just because somebody says something about me, I don't automatically assume that it's correct. So because of that, I think, I guess that's confidence. I don't really know. But to me, it's to me, the opposite of confidence. Let's start there. To me, the opposite of confidence is worrying more about what other people think than what you think of yourself. You know, putting more stock in other people's opinions of you than in your own opinions of you. And that's just something that I've never done. Um, it's, it's just not the way that my brain works. And I did absolutely nothing to be that way. It's just the way that I am. Um, there is a little part of me that kind of just think that the fact that um, I had a little bit of a rough elementary school experience um, because I was bullied pretty extensively that I was just like, well, these people are stupid and they don't know what they're talking about. So there, um, which is probably not like the best coping mechanism, but hey, it worked. So 
here we are. <laughs> but I guess either way, my point is that for me, sometimes people ask me about confidence and how I got to be so confident. And I don't ever not remember not being this way. Um, kind of like, I don't ever remember being a quiet person. I've never been a quiet person. Um, I'm, I am not a quiet person. <laughs> this podcast is proof of anything. It's that I really like to talk. Um, you know, my mom would say that like when I was little, like two or three, she'd be like, so what did you do today? And then she would just need to find something to do for a half an hour while I told her every single thing that I did that day. That's just the way I am. And yeah, I, I almost hate that answer because it's not, it's not particularly useful, you know, just be confident like me, like I've always been. Um, but I don't think that being confident is necessarily a goal. I mean, it's great, but it's not being confident, being self-assured is not something that is impressive. I don't think I know plenty of really confident, stupid people, you know, (laughs) people who are very confident in opinions or in ideas and thoughts that are flat out wrong and that it doesn't even take someone very smart to realize that be like oh you're you're just dumb and oh i forgot what it's called but there's something called like the oh it's something that starts with a d but it's basically like the less you know about the about a topic the more likely you are to be really confident in your convictions of it um and you you and yeah, like dumb people can be confident also. So I don't know that confidence is necessarily a goal, but it is definitely a nice way to be sometimes, I think. And part of the reason why I've been thinking so much more about confidence lately is because over the past, I want to say like month to six weeks, um, a lot of people have been telling me how confident I am. It's come up a lot. Um, and sometimes this I I can't really say why it happened the only thing that I can think of and I don't know if this is just me projecting this like I I don't know if this is true or and I don't know if the people who have been telling me how confident I am could even tell me if it's true because I bet you that they don't if they are doing it they don't even realize that they're doing it um but I've noticed that comments about confidence come up when I gain weight like when I get bigger and still act the same way around my body, all of a sudden I'm super confident. Hmm. Which is weird because I do think that to a certain extent we expect people who gain weight to be ashamed to be embarrassed to automatically feel terrible about ourselves about themselves to to accept that that is something bad like as if they ran over a puppy that that is something terrible that has happened in their life and i mean i'll be perfectly honest over the past 18 months whatever however long we've been in this pandemic mess yeah I've gained weight of course I have we all have um and my routine has changed drastically and I've sized up in a lot of my clothes and that's fine and I know that the fact that I'm saying now oh that's fine like now it's fine (laughs) now it's fine for me even in the process while it was happening I 
it did not it did not feel fine in the process it was it was definitely something that I needed to kind of come to terms with as even too strong I needed to accept that it was happening and I also needed to accept that I was going to accept it and what I mean by that is like this so I noticed that I'm gaining weight (laughs) I noticed that that's happening it's pretty you know obvious um when that you know stuff starts not feeling great stuff starts not like things are getting a little tight all of that and as that's happening I'm not there is a part of you that wants to pretend like it's not happening because there is still a part of you no matter how much you tell yourself that you love your body regardless and no matter how much you say that it's not the worst thing in the world to gain weight and that I'd rather eat the cake than be constantly worried about what I'm putting into my mouth there is still a part of you that has internalized this idea that all weight gain is terrible and that all and that the best thing that you can be is small and even if like as I'm saying that now I know that that sounds ridiculous (laughs) as I'm saying I know it sounds ridiculous that is objectively ridiculous and yet and yet those are still the thoughts that go through your head like those are still the things that 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 you're thinking when you're you know realizing that this dress that you used to really love the way it looked on you didn't really does not no longer doing it for you you know what I mean and that is hard it's it's hard and it's hard I think that there was definitely a layer of it that was a little bit tricky for me also because at the same time when I was getting all these compliments around my confidence I was not I don't even know what the word is you don't always feel fantastic nobody always feels fantastic I don't always feel fantastic so when you're not always feeling fantastic then you know it, it, I guess, I don't know, like feeling like a fraud feels strong, but I guess that's, I guess that's what it is. Around when this was happening, like kind of around the time when I basically just accepted like, okay, you've gone up a size or two and that's fine. And that's, and that's fine. And, and really when I got to the, you know, that's fine. I wrote something that I did, that I did end up posting. And I want to read that because I mean, honestly, past Rifki said it way better than current Rifki is. So I'm going to I'm going to read it. This is uh, for something that I posted on my Instagram on February 6th. I'll um, I'll link the direct uh, post in the show notes. It says, dear Rifki from one year ago. Hi, I'm you just one year older. And I've been thinking about you a lot lately. You've just started noticing that you're gaining weight. And honestly, you're really not happy about it. You haven't done anything differently. You haven't changed the way you live or eat and still some of your favorite pieces are starting to feel a little bit tight. So you convince yourself that that's the way you like to wear your clothes. You squeeze yourself into things that are really a size too small for about six months while feeling not that great about yourself. You're going to spend some time over the next year feeling really insecure about your place as the body positive chick. You're going to spend some time over the next year terrified that someone might find out you don't always feel so great in your skin. 
Here's the thing, Rifki, from one year ago. Things that are completely out of your control are causing you a lot of stress right now. And I'm sorry, but it's only going to get worse. Lesson from the future, stock up on toilet paper, don't ask, just do it. And over the next year, you are going to get even bigger. And when you do finally switch out your favorite closet staples for the size that actually fits you, you will instantly feel better in your clothes and your skin. I wish you did it sooner. And I'm here to tell you that it won't come naturally and it will take work, but there will come a day when you will get up publicly and say, I used to wear a size 10 and now I wear a size 12 because our bodies change over the course of our lives and that's normal. You'll record it a few times before you actually post it, but when you do post it, you'll mean it. So keep on keeping on, Rifki, from one year ago. I'll be here to greet you on the other side. Love, Rifki. So yeah, those were my feelings around it, I guess you could say. Um, and what was weird was that also, like, even from that, it was all about con- That's That's so confident. And I guess it is. I don't know. I guess... I guess, I, I don't know. Is admitting that you're not perfect super confident? Maybe. Nobody's perfect. Um, I mean, I know plenty of imperfect people. So <laughs> adding myself to that club is not... I know plenty of great people who are imperfect, so I'm totally fine to be in that club. And it's, I guess so. I, I, I can't even, I can't even say for sure if I even know what that comes from or what it means. What I do know is, you know, what I wrote there is totally true. That when I did finally switch out my clothes for things that really worked for me, I immediately felt better. By the way, same goes for underwear. If like your underwear is too small, it will make everything on top of it look way worse because it's like pinching you and pulling you in and like making your like rolls stick out weird. And it's just not comfortable. Like it's just not comfortable. Buy underwear that fits. Also, side note, um, Fruit of Loom underwear is sized ridiculously stupid. I believe I'm wearing a size 2XL now or something like that. So like really ignore the number. It's completely useless and just get the one that fits you. But I digress. I think that as much as we believe that we deserve to wear clothes that fit, we don't... We be, It's so much easier to believe that for everyone else, right? It's so much easier that like when you see a friend that's constantly talking about what they're eating and constantly obsessing over what's going into their mouth and their exercise, whatever, blah, blah, blah. It's really easy to look at that person and be like, girl, you need to take it to chill pill. You'll be okay. And less so to look at ourselves maybe doing the same things and feel like we deserve the same I don't know sympathy love attention I guess all all of those things we we really do deserve all of those things and I think it's a lot harder to think that we deserve them for ourselves than that we deserve them for other people or that other people deserve them for themselves which brings me to the things we think we can't wear. Because again, only very confident people wear straight dresses if they have, you know, a belly. Only very confident people wear color. Only very confident people wear patterns. I mean, my eyes are rolling so far into the back of my head, they're getting stuck when I say that. But we've been conditioned to think that way. You know, we've been, we've been conditioned that 
you know, you shouldn't wear a ruffle if you're above a certain size because that just adds bulk. If you're above a certain size, you have to wear dark colors. If you're above a certain size, you have to wear oversized pieces. If you're above a certain size, then you can't wear the pleated skirt. If you're above a certain size, then you can't wear, I don't know, anything that makes you happy because that's just not right. That's just not what you wear. Those are the things for the smaller people. Which is like, bleh. <laughs> That's the only reaction that I can think of to that. Because the thought and the notion that we are somehow, I'm like, deserving doesn't even come to cover it. The thought or the notion that the way that we look without clothes dictates how we look with clothes is moronic. It just doesn't make sense. It just doesn't add up. Clothes can be transformational in a lot of ways. You can use clothes to make yourself look smaller. You can lose clothes to make yourself look bigger. You can use clothes to exp- to express what you want to say to the world. You can use clothes to say that you belong to a certain community, that you believe in a certain ideal, that you value something above others. All of that, like all of that happens with clothes. And that's, I mean, why would you limit yourself? Why would you take things that someone else decided about clothes and make them apply outside of that? Like, it just doesn't make any sense to me. And at the same time, I was spending a lot of time living in that space. But the more you think about it, I think the more frustrated I got with it, then the more you realize that there's, there, there are other options. I guess, I guess there are other, other options. And for me, see, I'm kind of used to being, limited is not the right word, but I'm kind of, I'm used to having restrictions around my clothes. I've been dressing modestly my whole life. Um, And that kind of meant that there were certain looks that I was never gonna wear. I do not know how to sew a strapless dress. I am a couture trained dressmaker, seamstress and pattern maker. I have no idea how to make a strapless dress stay up. I suppose I could figure it out, but I've never done it. And I never intend to, I mean, I can't imagine a scenario where I would, but it's just not something that I ever did because I never needed to. And that's that taking that same kind of lens, like I'm used to taking things that, you know, I've never worn or uh, made a strapless dress because I never needed to, it never made sense for me to. Then because of that, when you have these other rules around, you know, what you should wear related to your size. Rules are meant to be broken, honey. <laughs> you know, just because, you know, certain fashion rules kind of automatically disregard the modest world. And I mean, the fact that, yes, modest fashion can still be stylish. Like, even saying that is stupid because we all know that. Like, we all, those of us who dress modestly have also been dressing stylishly for a very long time. That to even say it sounds very like 2005. But either way, we don't you know, I don't accept the limitations that other people give me when it comes to my clothes because things strapless or sleeveless things are meant to be layered or built up or, you know, hems can be lengthened in a million and seven different ways um, or shortened if you need in a million and seven different ways. And there's just lots of creative ways to go about doing that. So when it came to certain styles that I just never saw good modest versions of, never, that was when it was like, okay, this is my, 
this is what we're doing. And, um, you know, I had a lot of the same feelings around the most perfect pleated skirt that came out last winter. Um, and that is a beautiful piece, by the way, totally great now for this time of year. But like, I had a lot of the same thoughts because I just never had had a good pleated skirt because no one bothered to make a good pleated skirt that actually fit. And then when it came to slip dresses, they're really hard to wear. They're really hard to wear for everyone. I saw plenty of really small girls that I was like, this is not the right cut for you. This is not doing what you need it to. And forget about it. Like my size 12 self was never getting into a slip dress, even normally. Like forget about the layering aspect. They just look stupid. They just didn't, the cut was just not there. Um, and it was just never made properly. It was just never made properly. That was the thing. There's so many things that we were told again and again that we couldn't wear when in reality the clothes were broken. The clothes were always broken. We were not the broken ones. The clothes were always broken. So I made a slip dress. I made a dress that had, obviously not, you know, when we think slip dress, we automatically go to like spaghetti strap. It's not a spaghetti strap dress. It's a fully covered dress. Um, And when I, I was even debated whether or not I should call it a slip dress because it wasn't, I mean, if you like look up the textbook definition of a slip dress, which I'm not going to do because it's just going to make me sad, then yeah, it probably doesn't fit that textbook definition. But to me, a slip dress is about ease. It's about being dressed quickly. It's also about... It's it's not only about ease of getting dressed, it's about an ease in personality. It's about an ease of the way that you feel in something. It's about a flirtiness, and it's about... a swishiness and it's about kind of like an effortless I don't want to say effortless cool because like again we're not in 2005 but it is kind of about that you know it is kind of about those qualities so I wanted a dress that fit all of those qualities that was super comfortable obviously because I'm so done being uncomfortable that's not a part of my life anymore and was still covered and that's how I created my slip dress. The slip dress is a brand new design. I'm going to start from the skirt up in describing it, actually, because the skirt is my favorite part. The skirt has what are called godets in it. These are inserts that are kind of circular that give this, like, the swishiness, for lack of a better word. Um, they're asymmetrical. So the hem is even, but the godets start at different points along the skirt. So you have this really beautiful towering cascade effect and it, it twirls. It's a twirly dress. It's definitely a fantastic twirly dress. Um, so you have that piece of it. And then there's also the, the you know, kind of moving up the shape of the dress is, I want to say like a straight sheath dress but it's not super boxy and it just hits in all the right perfect places it's not a tight dress at all um it is meant to be a little bit looser fitting but it's not it's not oversized it's properly fitted you know with shoulders in the right spot and all of that but you know with with all the right things i guess you could say and then it's got a beautiful tie detail at the neckline that is it it comes attached, but it doesn't come, the, the tie is not sewn down, so you can tie it as loose or as tight as you want. Um, that's for that's for my sensory girls. And the sleeves are a beautiful billowy sleeve. So it's just got this, you know, ease and effortlessness to it. And for me, the my favorite part of this is the fabric. The fabric is soft and delicious and yummy. And it's also, 
it has body without being stiff. It has flow without being clinky. It's just, it's drapey and silky and poured on you in all the right ways. All the best ways, I should say. Comes in three colors. There's black, which is, you know, black. (laughs) Nothing wrong with that. Uh, There's a color that I'm calling mulberry. It's this beautiful, kind of like a dusty rose pink color. And there's another color that I'm calling mist, which is a beautiful light green. I have to say, the mist color is pretty similar to the mint of the flutter dress. The mulberry, I would say if I had to make it close to something, I would put it close to the blush from the flutter dress. But it's not, it's 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 more in its own color. It's in its own category. It's a little bit deeper than that. Um, but if I had to put the mist in a, in a specific color, I would say it's kind of like a mint. Um, the mist, I have to say, is like the perfect version of those lighter colors. If you are someone who tends to look much better in lighter colors, this is perfect for this time of year. Obviously, it's available in sizes 2 through 24. That should go without saying. And it's and it's online today. It's online today. If you want to check it out, you can. It's at impactfashionnyc.com. You'll, you know, hit dresses. You'll see it right there. The other item that's new um, that's online today is the gemstone print blossom dress, which I gotta say, I'm really proud of. Like, more proud of than I think I maybe have a right to be. And I'll tell you why. I'm really proud of almost every design that I put out. Some more than others, but I'm I'm always, there's always, you know, it's a big project, sense of accomplishment, all of that. With the slip dress, we, you know, I created something from scratch. It was a totally new design. It was a totally new everything. And I, and I love it. I love it. I know I'm going to be living on in it, especially like it's going with me to Shulam Rosh Hashanah for short. Like it's just going to be that perfect holiday dress that I'm going to live in. For the blossom dress. So it was a style that, you know, the blossom dress was a runaway hit last, um, last spring, uh, before Pesach. It was a huge, huge hit. And I wanted to bring it back in other prints because um, it was just, it was really popular. People liked it and I liked it. So let's bring it back. So usually when I'm, you know, just remaking something in another fabric, it's not like a huge ordeal. I just pick a new fabric, make a sample, double check it's good. And, you know, we're off to the races. This time I decided to create my own print, which I have wanted to do. I don't remember when the first time Project Runway had a make your own print challenge. I want to say I was maybe not even in high school. So I don't know. Someone else looked that up when that first challenge happened. But like I also there's a couple things that I remember about like that first challenge seeing it on Project Runway. Number one, I immediately wanted to do it immediately. I was like, this is amazing. And number two, especially because this was years ago when the technology was not super widely available. um, It is much more widely available now. I remember seeing how the contestants were so thrilled. They were so thrilled to be able to make their own print. And there was something really exciting about, you know, not only designing a dress, but designing the fabric and not just choosing it, which there's nothing wrong with choosing fabrics. I choose fabrics all the time, but designing the fabric, like that's exciting. I've been wanting to do this for a really, really long time. It never made sense with timelines or quantities that were needed and things like that. Um, And finally, it did make sense. And this was the perfect design to try it on so I did and then started the process of you know making a print which I don't want to say that it was harder than I thought it was going to be it was very different than I thought it was going to be I kind of just thought that I would draw something and then like put it into a repeating template and it would be fantastic and that was definitely not the not the case um 
I spent a lot of time looking up different artists and different types of aesthetics and things that I love. I spent a lot of time talking to talking to you lovelies and seeing what are the kind of prints that you love? What are the kind of things that you gravitate towards? What are the kind of things that you feel like you're missing from your prints? And and you told me all of that, so taking that into account, I knew that I didn't want to do anything floral because I felt like if I'm going th- you can find you can find floral prints. Like they're not that difficult to spot. So I felt like if I'm going through all the trouble of making a print, it should be something that you can't really find. I knew I wanted it to be timeless. I know I want it to be somewhat abstract, but not really, like not crazy. I just, like I, I just knew, I just knew. So I played around with a couple of different things. I found a couple of artists that I liked their style and I tried copying it, you know, like in my own art, in my own, like, like with my own paintings, just kind of get a feel for the technique of it so that I can kind of decide what parts of their technique I wanted to pull out and, and work through. And then some of it was working some of it wasn't I had a couple of things that I kind of liked a couple of things that I didn't really like a couple of ideas that I might still pursue in some way or another um and then I was walking in the city one day I like I sometimes when I'm in the city and if I have time and I'm not carrying so many things I'll walk to a farther train station um just because that's like closer to Queens so that I can you know just enjoy the walk and you know a little self-care and as I was walking one day in the city I stopped by I passed by an antique store that had in their window this insanely gorgeous mother of pearl piano insanely gorgeous so many textures the light was hitting in a a bunch of different ways and I was like wow this is stunning so I snapped a picture of it I snapped two pictures of it actually I snapped a picture of the entire piano and then I snapped a close-up picture of just the texture of this mother of pearl and then I promptly forgot about it and went back to you know trying to draw things from scratch and work on other things but and, and all of that and then when I had kind of hit a block with where I was at in my prints I was honestly like being annoyed at myself and I just started scrolling through my phone as we do when we're annoyed at ourselves and we just want our brain to shut off for a little bit am I the only one that does that I can't be the only one who does that so as I was scrolling through my phone I was going through old photos and I found that photo and I was like hmm I wonder if there's something here so I uploaded that photo into photoshop the way that this piano was made is that it kind of looked like it was made up of not it kind of it was it's made up of all of these different mother of pearl geometric shapes and then they're pieced together so not really like a mosaic but it's it's a it's a super unique texture and i was able to you know with photoshop basically separate out the shapes separate out the the look of it I guess you could say you know if it was made of like a bunch of these like weird rectangles or octagons or a lot of triangles that kind of thing I was able to kind of copy and paste and separate out these shapes and then I immediately knew I wanted to do something jewel toned with it I I love jewel tones I think they're beautiful for fall I think they're beautiful in general but especially for fall and I and and I did that so I took this palette that I had made of all these different shapes and I made five different versions of it for the five different jewel tone colors that I had pulled uh a blue a teal, two different purples, and one like darker royal blue. And that became my palette. And then I started re-piecing these pieces back together in all sorts of different ways to create this print. Um, 
I kind of like I took the pieces apart and then I scrambled them all up and rearranged them and the print that resulted is really 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 beautiful it's a it's a really unique piece and it's not just a bunch of geometric shapes it's where each shape has its own texture in it you know there are waves and swirls and gradients of the color inside each shape it's a beautiful beautiful print that I have to say I'm really proud of and in a lot of ways it felt appropriate to put it on the blossom dress because the blossom dress was about coming into your own right the blossom dress was about feeling like your best self and just enjoying being comfortable in something and and all of those things that was the blossom dress and that's what and that's and that's what it paired with so it was it was a really special it was a really special process and I'm really glad that I got to do it and I hope to be able to do it again soon and yeah if you're not familiar with the blossom dress by the way starting kind of from the neck down the the beauty of the blossom dress is in the top uh, it's a it has a cross pleat design that kind of drapes so the top is a little bit billowy a little bit drapey that's super super flattering um with again a really nice billowy sleeve that's not overwhelming though like by the way when I say like billowy sleeve I don't know if you're a Seinfeld fan this is not the puffy shirt um it's 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 much softer than that and it's much um it's much it's it's just drapey and and soft I guess you could say it's drapey and soft and the skirt of it is straight-ish not really pencil not tight um but definitely straight more again more of like a sheath shape it's a super comfortable dress to wear and again one zip and you're out the door and that's the blossom dress I I hope you at least take the time to check them out honestly just because everything that I was just talking about will make a lot more sense um if you do taking a second now to talk about like pre-holiday rush things um so this is being released on august 23rd which is exactly two weeks before rosh hashanah so um everything is online now you're welcome to check it out the blossom dress does by the way come in another print the original uh, purple floral which is still online there's a i mean there's not very many but they are still there um and I will say that, you know, because I am working with space, with limited space, quantities are limited. So if this is something, if you're listening to this on Monday, I want to say that you should probably still be able to get the size that you want and the color that you want and the dress that you want. That should not be a problem. Um, I hope not. Dear inventory gods, please make that not a problem. But um, all of that will, yes, yes, it will be good. It will be good. So with all of that, um, you can, you know, you can see them all at impactfashionnyc.com. Everything ships in the U.S. free and returns are free no matter where you live. So that means that if you are um, not in the U.S., then you will pay shipping to get it to you. I, sh- I do ship worldwide. And if you'd like to send it back, I will cover that return shipping. So, yeah, in terms of like timeline and things, if you are international, order this week. I cannot control customs as much as I wish I could and you need to order this week that will get you where you need to go I want to say that um pretty much yeah if you order this week you should be fine um sometimes particularly in the Israeli post office it can get a little funky but you should be generally good definitely you'll have it before Sukkot if you order this week that should not be a problem definitely definitely that's not a problem if you are in the U.S. if you are on the I want to say like if you're 
what I think of as the far US. Sorry, people, my New Yorker is about to show very much. Um, everything is shipping from New York. So if you're in places that are the farthest from New York, so I'm looking at you, LA, Seattle, all those places, then you're by the end of this week, beginning of next, you should be fine. It usually takes about three days to get to you. The reason why I say the end of this week is like I said, returns are free and you may want to exchange for sizes. You may want to, you know, if you know, if you get the wrong size or something like that, you, that just may be something that you want to think about. So um, you want to give yourself time for that if you want it in time for Rosh Hashanah. If you're in what I think of as slightly closer places, so Chicago, Dallas, um, really anywhere else in Texas, um, uh, Ohio, all those places, that usually takes, I want to say, about two to three days to get to you. So again, beginning of next week, that's your kind of shipping deadline uh, if you're on the east coast um if you're on the east coast what i think of as the far east coast so like miami um uh, the carolinas those kinds atlanta um it will take two days to get to you so just you know be aware um again beginning of next week that's your that's your deadline uh, and if you're in the general tri-state area so I'm thinking of that as like Jersey. I know Baltimore is not technically the tri-state area, but it usually only takes about a day to get to you also. Um, you know, you can be a little bit more last minute, but don't be. You'll stress yourselves out. <laughs> and also, um, like I said, inventory is limited. So if there's something that you've been eyeing, please do please do shop early because I, I, I really want you to get what you want. I really, really want you to get what you want. So there's that. The other thing that I will say is that I have noticed over the past uh, couple of weeks that uh, old favorites really are going fast. So even if you're not interested in the new designs, the slip dress and the gemstone print blossom dress, that's totally fine, by the way. You don't have to love new stuff. Um, you know, if you've been eyeing the origami dress or the flutter dress or even hug dresses really pick up this time of year also, um, I would also get on those fast because uh, those are not restocking. Nothing is restocking before Yantif, by the way, before the holidays. Um, and they and I have noticed uh, quite an uptick in those popular styles over the past I want to say like week or two, so that's just important to know I guess you could say. Um, yeah, as always, you can see all of these pieces at impactfashionnyc.com. If you have any questions for me, you are more than welcome to reach out. My email is rivky r i v k y at impactfashionnyc.com. You can also anytime that you reach out. To impact fashion you're reaching out to me so whether you're using the contact form on the site or the um, little chat bot on the site uh, if you're dming on instagram at impact.fashion.myc i see those you know that's where you know if you want to message me quickly there you can um and i'm more than happy to help you you know just chat all things confidence and fashion or find styles that work really really well for you um that's that's pretty much it thank you so much for listening i'm gonna link all of this in the show notes so that you can have easy access to it like i said everything can be found at impactfashionnyc.com the be impactful podcast is a project of impact fashion the clothing line i created because i believe that we are all deserving of the beautiful things life has to offer see my modest designs that are available in sizes 2 through 24 by going to impactfashionnyc.com there are currently 11 people listed by Ora Agunod as a recalcitrant party. View their names, photos, locations, and details of their cases by visiting getora.org slash recalcitrant parties. The episode art was designed by Michelle Moses, original music composed by Nissan Fetman. This episode was produced and hosted by me, Rifki 
Catch me on Instagram and Facebook at impact.fashion.myc. As always, here's to making an impact together.